Hey, everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code podcast23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use podcast23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com, use podcast 23. We'll see you guys out there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Editor Zone. My name is Jacob Gettins. And today we have, uh, I guess, like the, are you the new, besides myself, like the newest person on the FD, that side of the FD staff? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Uh, I mean, Robbie's back this year, but he was in this position, what, 20, yeah. 2019? Um, but yeah. yeah, I guess you could say in in, in the tower, I, I would be the newest person, yeah. Uh, Sean Adriano, anyways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so your official role is driver steward, correct? Driver steward, yeah. All right. Did, so they, like, did you get to pick your name? <laughs> no. So, I mean, they they brought that position in with, like I said, with Robbie in 2019, I believe that was the first year and then COVID happened. And so then um, he wasn't able to travel back. And so they were still looking to find someone to fill that position. Um, it's still relatively new within competition drifting, I guess. So it, it's as every event goes on, we're still kind of defining what the roles and duties of that that position is. Um, so I couldn't really give you, you know, everybody always asks like, oh, so what what is that? You know, so it's kind of a long story and like what, what that entails, I guess. Um, and I'm still not really sure how to, how to explain <laughs> that to people. <laughs> yeah. I think from my, from my perspective coming in, it, it seems to be like your, one of your main roles is like having an impartial input towards the judges when it comes to like the replay, right? Mm -hmm. Because you do control, and I really want to get into that in a little bit, but like mm -hmm. you control essentially a replay machine that isn't on the live stream that is specific to the judges that shows every angle available all synced together. Yeah. So, I mean, part of the, you know, the drivers in the driver's steward name, I guess, is kind of bringing the um, driver's perspective to that that position, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. So, like you said, it's, it's kind of evolved into that. At first, I really didn't want to influence or put any sort of influence in like my... Um, so I guess, yeah, just influence in, in the judge's decisions. But then it got to yeah. a point where, you know, the judges were like, yeah, you know, like if you see something that happens on track or, you know, can provide us with any information, we want all the information we can in order to make these, these calls. Um, so they just, you know, they're, they're people, a lot of people disagree with the judges, but at the end of the day, <laughs> they, they, they do work as as hard as I can to make the most fair and just position or I mean a uh, decision you know so yeah and then I think the the other part of your role too and it, this is also something I want to like FD to like bring to light a bit more is uh kind of mediate um when it comes to petitions right yeah that's the the other big part of the job is handling the the or the petitions um and just making sure everything's kind of going towards the book. Um, so there's a lot of, I guess, politics and it's almost like, you know, like law. You, you, you're yeah. making sure you have to really reference the rule book a ton and uh, kind of know it front to back. And and also a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll come into to situations that kind of fall in between and like kind of in gray areas within the rule book. 
So that's, that's the hard part. And that's when, you know, when there's a petition that comes up and it's kind of taken a long time, there's a lot of going back and forth with uh, myself, Ryan Sage, the judges and kind of just deliberating and kind of figuring out like, Hey, so, you know, like we have this situation that popped up, but the rule wording doesn't necessarily cover that or yeah. what, what we call the spirit of the rule, which is the, the wording may not necessarily cover that, but a situation happened where the, it falls under why that rule was put into place in the first place. Um, so it's, it's kind of a tough, tough position to be in. Cause you have to figure out, all right, well, now we are kind of uncharted territory, you know, dr- drifting's been around, you know, FD has been around for 20 years now, but there's still, I guess when you look at motorsports in general, like it's still a really young sport. So yeah. there's going to be, there's going to be situations that come up that have never, you know, been brought up before or it hasn't been covered. So those type of situations you have to figure out okay we're setting precedent now of like what we choose now is kind of what's going to happen in the future and you also kind of have to play out all right there's new scenarios or any sort of scenario like okay if this then that what about this what about that and so we're doing that in the moment during competition so like that's that's really like the crazy (laughs) part about it you know like so you you want to make the most fair decision and also do it in a timely manner and something that could change the course of like the way the sport goes. So that's, that's the pretty nuts part about the job. Yeah. That, that tower is far more chaotic. And I know we've like all talked about like, what's the best way to document what happens up here? Because you're right. There's uh, I said petitions, but protests or whatever you want to call it. Like those coming in um, with a lot of like really valid points at times and, and Mm -hmm. like, I think every round this year, something has happened that was not yeah. defined in the rule book and something has had to change afterwards. Like, oh, they, every single it, round, there's, yeah. there's, there's things that, uh, you know, rule book revisions that are going out because of certain battles. And, you know, like a lot of team, you know, it may not go out the way they planned or wanted it to go or to at the time, but they don't really realize like it wasn't for nothing that, that yeah. in itself is what's growing the sport. So, yeah, it, it's it's good too because the the sport is adapting with with different changes in either technology or driving or mm-hmm. weather or track conditions or locations. Oh, it's just like, evolving it, fast, man. It's it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's there's been I just this year alone. I think we're on revision five or six. Like it's it's basically every round something has has been implemented in. Either mm-hmm. the judging, and that's the other thing too, is like, there's, is it three separate rule books? There's the technical regulations, there's the yeah, judging so there's regulations, te- and then sporting, right? Sporting, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and all of those are being updated. Yeah, like, for constantly. sure. So, I mean, t- uh, Kevin Wells, the competition director, he pretty much handles the tech side of things um, and that, that tech regulations and stuff. So, that would be what would be more kind of the cars and the safety and the technical side of that there, whereas the, the judging regulations, was really going to be what I would be covering in my, in my position. So sometimes it dips into sporting rigs, but that would be more, I guess you could say like off track stuff or out of competition. So it would be more team conduct or, um, things along those, those kind of lines. But yeah, when it comes down to like the judging stuff, that's going to be the in competition 
how things kind of go and the structure of the actual competition itself. Yeah. Yeah. So before we like get in any further, I think it's super necessary to cover a bit of your backstory because it mm. can more or less like gives people a perspective on why I one like why you're in the position you're in and uh, in my opinion why your history is so important to the position that you're in um because it I, I mean it, maybe from your perspective you don't see it but mm. from mine I do because I believe out of everybody in that tower you have the most recent and relevant FD experience um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's a matter of like me personally and my experience, but I think it's just more of just having someone with um, the, what's the word, like a like that driver's experience in the position, which is why they originally right. picked Robbie. Um, so someone, like I said, like it's just the driver's steward is someone who can bring that driver's perspective. And um, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's something personally with like my experience like i said but yeah at, as long as someone with um that can see things from that driver's side and bring that and make sure that point of view is seen when like these decisions are being made is is definitely important to the position yeah so you um you had run prospect for or it was pro 2 at the time yeah uh, that would have been 20 2018, so, 2019? Exactly. 2018, 2019. Did it for two years. Um, back then, I was working with Achilles, so it it kind of worked out because I was running the tire program, doing a lot of tire changing. So I was able to work out a deal and transport my car and get tire support and still kind of manage and, and oversee the, the tire support area. Um, so that, gotcha. you know, it was kind of a no-brainer for me to 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 do it. How, how did you how'd you get in with Achilles? Because you came from like America's Tire before that, right? I did. Um, oh man, you know it, it's actually a pretty funny. It was just like no lie, right place, right time type of thing. Um, that's hey, that's why we're all here, man. <laughs> no, seriously, like it, it's 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 pretty funny. So I was I was working at America's Tire at the time, and then when I wasn't working at America's Tire, I was doing. Um, I guess kind of like some intern work at a fab uh, fabrication shop, uh, Design Craft Fabrication. And yeah. Gary, the owner of Design Craft, he was the one taking care of Daigo and Robbie's cars. So they they teamed up, and he was the one basically on the U.S. side handling the, the the cars for Achilles Radio for that factory team. So I was doing kind of like some intern work when I wasn't scheduled at America's Tire, um, but I wasn't going to the events at that point. So when I was working at America's Tire, one of my coworkers and I, we actually got the day off early. And that event was the Vegas, Vegas 2012. So okay. we got off work early, drove all the way out to Vegas. And uh, Gary, like I hit him up. He's like, hey, like, can you get us in? He's like, yeah, come out. The tire guy at the time uh, ended up taking off or something. There's some, something happened with that. I don't know exactly, but... They're like, hey, we need someone to change tires. Like, are, are you down to help out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? Started busting tires yeah. for them at that event. Then um, pretty much after that, just started working with Achilles, like every event. Yeah. Yeah. They just brought me on. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Brought me on full time. So like I said, just right place, right time. So, uh, it's all that experience of swapping tires by hand without a machine that, that prepped you for that day, right? 
Oh man, dude, I've I've changed so many tires. Like I don't even want to change my own tires anymore, man. Like it's it's like <laughs> so daunting. Like thinking about it now. But and the, the the Achilles had a, a pretty stiff sidewall too, so like they weren't the easiest oh, yeah. tire to put they, on. Yeah, they definitely weren't. Um, <laughs> a lot of like the the new guys that I would bring on that would help out for for the rounds because um, we ended up doing like. You know, we had like three tire machines. It was myself and then like maybe one other guy that was kind of traveling with the team. But then we'd hire um, like a local guy to help out. Yeah. So many times, you know, like just rip sidewalls or like rip beads. It's uh-huh. like, uh, yep, this tire, our tire's trash. So. The, the, the crazy thing was they they weren't. Those one, two, threes are, are legendary in my mind. Oh, no, yeah. Those, the tires one were One of the good. craziest yeah, tires. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Tired was guy was uh, trash. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Oh, uh, that's funny. So then that is that how like I know you you had kind of seen drifting earlier on. Mm-hmm. Uh I think your mom took you to a show or something. Yeah. Um, but like so, what what got you into a car, really? Um so like I said, back then I was I was helping um I was working at that fab shop. So yeah. A lot of the guys that were hanging around with Gary at Designcraft, they were the same guys that were doing like Just Drip. Um, so they're like the, the okay. track staff guys. So they're constantly going to Willow Springs at like Balcony, Horse Thief, running like the Just Just Drip clinic days. And just started kind of going with them, going out to the, the Willow Springs events and helping staff and whatnot. And then ended up getting um like a stock ka s13 i think this was like 2013 and then asb 2013 was running streets trying to chase down like a a sr s13 and like blew the motor on the front straight straight rods like everywhere oh yeah that was good times yeah (sighs) ah that's yeah so and then was it just like hooked at that point like once pretty much yeah i mean well, actually, I mean, the very, very, very first time I drove at the track was um, Brian Bridges. He had a VQ S13, supercharged VQ S13. Um, Robbie Nishida actually drove it in FD. I think Dean Carney, yeah. he ran it for a round or two. But we took that out and just prepped it at the shop and did like a kind of just like a shop fun day um, with Gary and then uh, the couple of guys that used to work there. And like, that was like first time driving on track ever. It's like a six, 700 horsepower supercharged VQ, one, two, three S's. I'm at, I'm at balcony and like totally just beached the thing, like all the way up oh. on the hill. Yeah. Like it was, it was pretty funny. Like, I mean, I could laugh at Jesus. it now. Back then I just felt stupid, yeah. but at, yeah. at the time, yeah, it's, you're like, holy shit. Like what's going yeah. on here? Like every time that picture yeah. pops up on my feed, like I just start dying now, but yeah, was that, was that at Gary's event? Was that at Gary's event at Willow? No, it was a uh, it was a just drift, just clinic day. Yeah, at a oh, okay. balcony. Yeah, because they used to do uh, like okay. the clinic days and kind of just for fun. You know, they had uh, yeah. instructors there, kind of just helping guys out if they wanted, but more just just fun drifting. You know, I, I did stumble upon a, a funny photo actually that Gary had posted uh, where you got in third. And got a trophy of a toilet paper so that, holder. That actually for, that for was beaching. the so, oh, so like I said, it, okay. it was just like a fun, fun day for like all the <laughs> the 
the shop guys. So Gary actually, right. he didn't tell us, but he made these like trophies. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> I ended up getting the toilet paper one. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to ask Gary where that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should bring that back. Uh, that's, that's funny. I can ask, yeah. what are you, what are you drinking? Is that, do you, are you rocking old um, fashioned or just straight whiskey? I was just straight whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Ballin'. I had a, uh, a root beer old fashioned the other day and it was, Interesting. uh, wild, wild turkey 101 maker's mark. Okay. And then, uh, and then like, um, wild turkey sarsaparilla reduction or something. It was pretty okay. good, which is, which is good. Cause like the maker's mark kind of took a bit of the edge off the turkey. Yeah. It's yeah. like, wild like wild turkey well, straight turkey, up. Yeah, it's it's, it's not, not what I'm here for. Yeah. It's not what I'm here for. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, you've had a, I, I checked your story. So you've had a, you've had a good day today, man. Like I'm, I'm happy you had oh, a, yeah. You know, yeah. so I was just at the coffee shop studying. Um, good times. <laughs> yeah, just good times. Yeah. Some wine, good company. So always. Yeah. yeah. Are you Are you studying for that FAA exam? I am. It's It's taking me a lot longer than um, than I wanted to. I didn't really realize when I agreed to do both the U.S. and the Japan side of FD how much <laughs> traveling and that would entail. But yeah, I mean, at least the book side, I'm I'm trying to stay on top of. Um, but yeah, I just need to start getting a plane now. Just, you just what you you figured you weren't busy enough. You would try and become a a small engine pilot. Well, I mean, it, it was beginning of the year. I because I was working at Gretty, and like you know, I ended up. I decided like I was gonna quit working at Gretty and kind of like phase out of the the industry, uh, the car industry, okay. and and move into commercial aviation. Which you know, I started out the year pretty strong. Was you know at the coffee shop every day. And then, you know, I got um, Mr. Iwata from FD Japan. He had asked, you know, if I if I would judge a few rounds this year. And then, you know, Chris Yule, Lantane, Ager, they were, they were kind of like the plan was for them to kind of do one event each. And then I would kind of just fill in for them. But the way things planned out, like, you know, they couldn't make it to certain rounds or whatever. And then now it's ending up like I'm doing the whole the whole season in Japan. So that kind of took up a lot of my time. <laughs> Which, you know, it's like, I'm grateful for the experience, you know, it's, it's dope, but personally, I, I'm, dude, I hate judging. Like, it's such a, a terrible yeah. position to be in. Like, you know, any call you make, there's, there's going to be someone that loves you and someone that hates you, but you're only dealing with the people that hate you. The people that love you, you know, like they're, they're cool. They're not going to say anything. You're only dealing with a hundred percent of the time is the people that, that disagree with that position. So, Yeah. And it, it's tough. Like as a driver, you're always going to think that you're on the right. It, 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 and I mean, there are certain drivers and certain times where like, you know, you've screwed up and there's no way that you won the oh, yeah. battle. But like, if there's any doubt or any semblance of like, I won that in your mind, you're going to push to try and convince oh, yeah, people for sure. otherwise. And I mean, like, and yeah. that's the thing is like, I've, I've been a driver. I've been part of the teams. It's. I think that's one of the ways or one of the things I try and approach this position with is like, I don't hold anything against the teams and drivers in the moment because like, I get yeah. it, you know, you get caught up in your emotions sometimes, like things get kind of heated. So I just try and keep it as cool as possible. If I have to, you know, like, Hey, go take a deep breath. Like we'll talk about this later. This is what's going to happen. But like, you can kind of <laughs> tell when people are getting a little bit too worked up and it's just, I'm, I'm not going to hold it uh, like against them. So yeah, it's just part of the game, I guess. Yeah. 
And most of them are fine afterwards. Like most of them oh, come yeah, around 100%. pretty quick and, and don't have any issues. So yeah. And I mean, a lot of times yeah. too, they'll, they'll come back later and just like, Hey, you know, like our bad, we just, you know, we got a little, little heated there. It's like, dude, I get it. Uh, I know how it is. hundred yeah. percent. Like no hard feelings. Um, you've, you've been to like outside of even judging, you've been to Japan like quite a lot. Uh, yeah. So how, I think, what, yeah. Yeah. How, is that, has that become jaded for you yet? Like, is it, like I've never been, so for me um, it's still this like great pilgrimage to so, go. Right? So jaded in in the sense of like what is like, it? In, in what are you like, like? Oh, I got to go back to Japan, or is it like every trip you're kind of like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. Like I, I try, <laughs> I try and like keep myself, you know, excited about it. But it is kind of like, oh man, you know, I like, got to go back to Japan at some points, just because I'm not, I'm not there for very long each trip that I go out. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, it's more just get in, airport, hotel, track, hotel, track, airport, and come back home. So it's not like we really have much time to actually like do other stuff than just the judging or working side of things. So yeah, I guess that's that's really what it what it what would be more the jaded part, I guess. Is there, is there like obviously going from like hotel track back and forth, is there like any one thing that you always try and do when you're, when you're in Japan though, as like a, you know, I've, I, I've always tried to find, like I try to like find a coffee shop whenever I'm traveling and just like as, uh, as a big coffee person, like I'd like to go find one. Is there, is there anything like that for you? Not really. I mean, I'm, I'm not really like a picky person. Like just being out in Japan for me is just kind of enough. Like, you know, cause Robbie will be, always be like, Oh, you know, we'll have the, the Sunday or Monday afterwards or like after the event. It's like, Hey, so is there anything you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I really, I really don't care. Like I'm in Japan. So anything that happens is like, yeah, you know, like it's just kind of cherry on top type of thing, I guess. Um, there is a ramen spot yeah. that Robbie it's, that Robbie goes to by his by his house. That's like probably the best ramen I've ever had in my life. So I guess that would be the one thing. Damn, I'm putting that I'm putting that on the list. I'll bug I'll bug Sage and be like, listen, I think I need to go to Japan. I need to broaden my horizons. Yeah, you know, do some interviews over there, <laughs> dude. Get some ramen it. at Robbie's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's funny because like people always. I, I'm sure you get this too, but like, oh, it must be so cool. You get to go to like all this travel and stuff. And they don't realize that you're literally in between, like you said, hotel to track. Like there's no, there's very little time to actually go and explore and do something cool unless yeah. you've really set, set that out, you know, aside of, of yeah, I mean, and like sometimes I'll stay a day, I'll, uh, I'll stay a day extra, like, um, go in a day early, but it's okay it's not really like a common thing just because of the way like the U S side works out. Cause like, like I said, this year's just been back to back to back to back. So like, I think this past week is the first time in like four months since the be like beginning of the season that I've been home more than like three days in a row. Um, wow. so it's like, it's nuts, man. I, I pretty much come home, unload the, the, the bag into like the washer and do the laundry, throw it right back in the bag and then I'm out the next day. Yeah, so it's like it's it's been a lot. Yeah, that's let me adjust. That's wild, and that's all good. I I also don't think a lot of people realize um, just the amount of time at the track too. Like the the 
I mean, you take like St. Louis is is a good example of that, of like the sheer mm-hmm. number of hours that you're there. And like, there's yeah. downtime, but there's really not that much downtime. Like if you're not actively in the booth, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're still somewhere else at the venue discussing drifting. I like, mean, like, that's the thing is like, not, you know, just, you know, when yeah. live stream isn't on, it's not like you're just kind of chilling or whatever. A lot of times it's, you know, there's a driver's meeting a lot of, or most of the time when it's pro and pro spec, we end up kind of having like this overlap or like, even if it's not overlapping, you know, you'll have five minutes to get from where driver's meetings being held to <laughs> the opposite side of the venue. You know what I mean? So like, it's just nonstop. Um, but I don't know. I kind of prefer it that way. I guess, you know, when you're, you're just sitting around and not doing anything, that's what really gets tiring. Where at least like when you're kind of busy and you're just going, you don't really realize how, how tired you are until like you actually sit down <laughs> at the end of the day, get to the hotel and like just pass out. So, yeah. What, what I think has been the most interesting is how little conversation there is outside of drifting. Like, it's it's it'll be like the quick like oh what have you been up to but like it, that almost uh, always like is as far as like, tied to like topics oh yeah man. yeah Dude, like ask it's, Robbie like we always end up just talking about drifting or like what can be improved or like certain situations yeah. that happen like we're just nonstop talking about drifting itself so yeah trying to trying to kind of get away from that um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, it's. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good though, in a way, because it, it allows for such like open dialogue. Like people mm-hmm. think like, oh, they just come in and do their job and leave. It's like, no, nah, man, like the entire time it's, it's going back over either the, you know, the last set of battles or you're talking about the last round or you're talking about like historical things or, oh, Hey, have you been watching this series? Have you seen this guy doing this thing? Like it's, yeah, I mean, it's we're, constant. We're, just, we're always trying to improve if, if there's any room for improvement you know why why not discuss these things um yeah you know you, you never really want to get comfortable with where you're at i guess at least for me you know like we we always want to keep pushing the bar like keep if there's any sort of situation that comes up that's like hey we're able to get through this but i noticed this could be a problem in the future like we should be discussing those things you know um mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of what what takes up a lot of uh, a lot of our time, even outside of the events. Uh, you can, I mean, you could ask Robbie. We're we're just constantly talking about drifting. So, yeah, you you and you and Robbie seem pretty close. Like you've you guys have known each other for quite a while. Well, obviously, like yeah. from the Achilles days is probably when it, that started, right? Yeah, Robbie's probably one of the closest friends I have in in drifting. Um, I mean, even it's turned into outside of drifting as well. Um, yeah. You know, he he's helped me out a lot over the years and passed down a lot of knowledge to me and just yeah, like it's definitely definitely a relationship that's grown over the years for sure. Did you drive one of his old cars like his old S13 or something or is that where um, you you would demo like in, that car in, in, in Japan? Uh well, I, yeah, I know I know you like brake checked him in his own car at one point, but I wasn't <laughs> oh, sure yeah, if yeah. it started if there's anything in the US. <laughs> um not not in the US. I mean, I've bought I, I bought a car for him in in the US and then sold it. Um you know, I've driven a ton of his cars and broke a ton of his cars in Japan at Ebisu, <laughs> but yeah. Um Yeah, we we've, we've done a quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, think it back. You're like, yeah, I've, actually, yeah, I've driven quite a few of his cars. Down there. You know, I've, I've blown up S13s, crash cars of his. Yeah, it's been it's been a good time. You, we probably shouldn't like rack up that bill. <laughs> we'll oh, leave yeah. we'll leave it as is. <laughs> no, I definitely. That's owe good. A lot. I mean, I definitely owe a lot to Robbie for sure. So I I don't know him well. Like I I obviously am. Yeah, I I for me obviously like being the new guy, I, I kind of feel bad for you guys in, in a way of me kind of like coming in. Cause, uh, as you're already aware, I'm incredibly inquisitive. Uh, oh, dude, I like, ask for at least an, an absurd amount of questions. You know, like it, it doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me because like you, you're able to bring us on and like kind of tell this backstory or, um, yeah. Give, give like a lot of this information to the public that they wouldn't normally see. So, you know, there are times where it gets, it's kind of like nuts, but like, as far as that, like, I'm always, I'm always down to, to chop it up and, you know, answer any sort of yeah. questions with you, you know? I think, I think I've only been told once of like, okay, hang on. You need to, you need to step back for a minute. We got to deal with this. Yeah, there, and then we'll answer the, your questions. The one time in St. Louis, there was like, things were getting a little crazy, but you know, yeah, yeah it, it no, wasn't, hey, me, I, you know, like trying to, it's just, there's a lot no. going on, but. Yeah, no, like, no, it was fine. I realized afterwards, like, oh yeah, they're dealing with a lot. I just have to sit here and absorb. They actually have to like you know, so deal with the situation. That's the crazy thing with, you know, dealing with protests and stuff in competition is like most of the time it'll go pretty smooth. <laughs> that I one swear, was once, not. <laughs> once like once someone brings a protest, it's like, dude, it just opens a floodgate. It's like one after the other nonstop. And we're just like, dude, like. You can just spread this out over like the whole event. I I will bet you, what would you say? 15, probably 15 protests out of every battle, like ev almost every other battle. There's at least maybe not like a fully submitted protest, mm -hmm. but at least somebody coming in to discuss and see if they, if they could protest. But so like, that's, that's the other good thing about this position um, or having, having the driver's steward um, is... I mean, you and I had talked about it before. Like a lot of times there's, there's this disconnect on information and what actually yeah. is going down and like why the judges decided the way they did on the calls. So by having the driver steward position there, the, the teams and drivers and spotters, you leave that open. There's like a direct line of communication where they're not in intruding on the competition or whatever, or able to get that information for them and kind of just pass that along the line and like, let them know like, okay, this is why, like, we understand your concern, but just know that the judges didn't decide off of that. It was this, 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 and that, whatever. Um, and then most of the times, you know, what would have been a potential protest turns into, okay, we didn't realize that like, all right, we're good type of thing. So it kind of diffuses yeah. that right on the spot. Um, whereas I, before I, it would have just been like, you know, they're already filling out the process forms. And then like, now you got to deal with all of that rather than just giving a simple explanation. And then it's dead in the water right there. Yeah. It, it definitely speeds that part of it up because like I said, there's probably, let's say 15, 15 occasions where somebody comes in, wants to discuss your decision. Yeah. And then I think actual filed paperwork, six or seven. I, I wouldn't would even say. say that per event. I'd say, I mean, uh, there's, there has been events where there's been like six or seven <laughs> protests. Um, yeah. But I'd say on average, maybe two or three. Um, okay. Where, that where money will, will is. Go, yeah. Yeah. That'll actually go through. But yeah. Um, 
yeah, there's only like a few events, at least in the past two years that I've been doing it. That's like, yeah, six plus protests in one event. It's, it's a lot of just clarification, which like from the Mm. team's perspective, I understand because they're like, okay, if we lost, we want to know why. And Mm. You know, I think we're it's, all it's, aware. That's understandable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I would, I would want that too. Like, I would want it. Like, okay, I'm clearly not understanding your decision. Mm-hmm. Can you please just clarify? And I would say nine times out of ten, the teams are are usually pretty cool with what it is. They may not be happy, but they yeah. look at it and go, oh. But okay, I mean, like, at, we at didn't least see that. you know, like, because that's the thing. You know, this this is judge sports, so you could yeah. <laughs> disagree with the decision. That's going to happen no matter what. But. I guess my goal is at least to be as transparent as possible. So it's like at least teams can understand they have all the information on why that call went the way it did. You could agree with it. You could, dis- or you could agree or disagree. That's, you know, on you to decide, but at least just make sure you have all the information first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of just my aim. Yeah. I, so like getting to that, um, what I have found so my 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 perspective on how the sport is judged like changed to it to an insane degree after I was in the booth even just for okay. for the first round like I kind of sat in Long Beach and I didn't really like I kind of stayed kept my distance I like mm-hmm. kind of looked around but it was really Atlanta when I was standing there watching replays over and over again mm. there is so much that is caught um in a, in camera angles that they're just either not swapping to or mm-hmm. you know you have the ability with what I don't know, what do we have a name for that machine that you use? I don't know, we just keep on the replay machine, but yeah, there's not really the replay a, machine. We gotta like give it a name or something, yeah. like Rachel. I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> but like you're you're able to like literally frame by frame by frame go forward or backwards with yep. all usually four camera angles that are yeah, all so, like, up so I mean I could throw up a uh if you want to, yeah. If you wanna quick. if you wanna throw it up. Um, but I'll, I'll, I guess I'll talk through it while you, you work on that, but like that, that alone completely shifted how I saw it because a lot of the times, like when we're watching it at home, we get one replay, we might, you know, we usually get a second or we'll see the run, we'll get a replay. And then Mm. from there, you might get an additional one if the judges call for it or a side by side. But most of the time, what is happening during the live switching doesn't always cover some of the stuff you guys are able to pull up with, with the replay. Machine. So like, that's, that's the biggest thing um, that people don't really tend to even, I mean, even drivers themselves, like you just said, you, when you're watching the live stream, um, it cuts at certain points. So, you know, every time it cuts your, your perception of what's happening in the battle needs to readjust on what perspective, you know, you're seeing. Mm. So during that time, there's kind of a disconnect on what happens in the run, which a lot of times coincidentally is where like the time in question um, or, or like the, the mistake or whatever happens is where it's at, like right where they cut it. But if you're watching the full run from each view from start to finish, zero cuts, you can focus on, okay, I want to see this drone view or I want to see camera one or camera two. So by having that, it's not, you don't have that kind of readjustment, um, when it, when it switches angles, uh, which is where you kind of miss where things happen. So actually reader, uh, Travis reader came up in Atlanta and he, I think it was during the break or something. And then he's like, you know, we're just chopping it up or whatever. And he's like, Oh, Hey, so you're like, 
if you have some time, like what was up with, with this call? Um, and I was kind of just like, oh, well, yeah, let me just pull it up real quick. Showed him. He was able to watch the whole thing from start to finish. And he was kind of just like, oh, okay, never mind. Like it did not look <laughs> like that on live stream. He's like, I totally get it now. Um, so those are the kind of things that I wish we could. I mean, I think we're, we're discussing on how to get to a point of showing what the judges are reviewing into the live stream, hopefully. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but if we could get to that point, I think it would clear up a lot of the issues, uh, or not issues, but um, the question on like why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, just, it's just the lack of the information uh, available, I guess, to, to yeah. everybody else, or why that, what, what was used to justify those calls, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is the uh, is the screen sharing working? I, we have we didn't even um, practice this I, I ahead of can, time. Yeah, we didn't. I could throw something up. Um, <laughs> there you go. Cool. There it is. First time, uh, first time doing this. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Let's. So this is Jeff Jones. For anybody listening at home, this is why you jump on the YouTube part one to watch me talk with my hands a bunch, um, <laughs> but also for for this. Uh, so, this is Olson. Olson. Oh, oh that one was like Olson and Jones. Oh, here's the. Uh, Actually, the James Dean and Thorne one, I'm sure a lot of people oh. have questions about that. Oh, this is the yeah. replay. This actually okay. isn't a good example because it's not I showing. Me. Sorry about this. <laughs> Let me find another one. We'll, we'll click me that. Yeah. That, and right. I mean, that's that's a, that? a prime example of one. Uh, All right. So, yeah. So, basically, you see here, like, you, you have every single um, view from start to finish and then you you know you can pause whatever go frame by frame with that machine slow motion and just run that back as many times as you want and whereas previously the judges are kind of like waiting on production because you can't really just cut production and do your thing whenever you want it's kind of just all right let's wait for the that view to come back around whereas now production can do their thing and we can actually just do things separately, but mm -hmm. you don't always get that information across to the public. So that's, that's kind of what we'd, we'd like to change. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like getting back to that, the, the replay and like how, how to communicate that with people. I mean, I think it'd be cool to have like a secondary stream almost for the nerds that like allows that where judge it, what? we could find a way to like communicate that with the fans, but I, it would be tough. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, being able to, I mean, it's one thing to actually have this at the judge's disposal, I guess, and be able to implement this and have this as a, a reliable tool for the judges to use. And that's helped a ton. But then now we're kind of at the point of like, all right, the, the proof of concept is there. It works. Now, how do we kind of implement that and in, in streamline that into production? Um yeah. So yeah, this is kind of two different worlds trying to to work together, and that's the thing a lot of people don't realize with uh, with FD kind of behind the scenes is like there's a lot going on. Uh, I mean, you've seen it in the tower. Um, yeah, which is the stream, the judging, production side. I mean, even Jared, like I don't know how Jared does it, but like <laughs> he's constantly he has somebody in his ear, like on the production side, just like constantly talking to him. Plus, he's like listening to you know the co-hosts and everything, and it's like all this stuff that's going on. So like it's it's nuts. It's like a, it's a circus, man, for sure. Yeah, like you know, I I 
have very briefly like sat in for it and they're, they'll like count you into like, okay, and then we're going to transition into this mm-hmm. ad read and we're going to talk about betting and then we're going to go to this and like, okay, double replay coming. And you're trying to like think and talk yep. and listen and somehow try and be like in the moment. And I'm like, dude, this is so much harder than I originally thought it was going to yeah, be. Like, it's, I definitely have a lot of respect for Jerry because he does his job well. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think, um, I know, I don't want to like promise anything to people listening, but like one of the concepts that we had discussed was like a post show with the judges to go over stuff. And I think we're, we're still like working out the logistics of how yeah. that needs to happen. Cause that also means like changing people's flights and like making yeah. sure we have that machine ready to go and we have talking points ready to go and we have, you know, everybody mic'd up. Like there's, it's one of those like, yes, it's, it's a in lot. a perfect world. Yeah, in a perfect world, 100%. We just do a post show. We talk about the battles that are the most controversial, get yeah. the judges to clarify and we all go home. But like, that's not as easy as as what it sounds yeah, like, like. It's incredibly you know, you, difficult. Like the, the idea, it, it definitely, it'll sound easy, but getting that- yeah into reality is is there's a lot so yeah i know the other one that we've toyed with was like getting giving the judges like a voice recorder just to be able to like Mm. leave some notes that we could come back but then even still cool i have all these notes Mm. but then am i the person speaking on their behalf do i just like play the notes like that's like that's the thing i I don't (laughs) i don't like too because it's like in the position that i'm in you know like Anytime a driver or a team comes up, I, I'm not, I, I don't put my opinion, like my opinion doesn't matter. So it's like, I have to go straight to each one of the judges and then word for word, just kind of relay that. Nothing more, nothing less. Like that's, you know, straight from the judges' mouths. Like that's, that's them. So it's really hard to, to get them, yeah. um, get their words and kind of out to the public, I guess, without actually having them there. So yeah, 100% get what you're saying. Yeah, but also like make a show out of it too. Like that's that's the hard part. Like oh, yeah. if there was a way to to communicate this with the fans, like how do we fit that into the live stream? I know like a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just cut it all the commercials and stuff. And it's like, well, we still got to pay bills. Like, you know, yeah, you can't, there's, there's you so can't much, just cut it. There's every so much commercial. other stuff that, that goes on. That's yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's. I think I think one of like the main one of the big ones for me was, was in St. Louis during prospect when the rain was going on. That was one of those moments oh, where, well, because like you've got the fans, you've got the chat, you've got drivers mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Oh, let's just do it tomorrow. And yeah. like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, let's just do it tomorrow. Right. Like, that's the first thing I think I'm like, yeah, well, let's do it tomorrow. And then realizing like, Oh, we need to make sure that all the staff can be here, that yep. the track is going to allow it, that, we have fire and ambulance ready to go because nothing was supposed to happen it's, in the morning, right? Like, it's, I mean, no you, you were in there, like there. You, you saw yeah. Sage, like just trying to run through that, all these things, you know, like it's, it's nuts. Like there's a lot of things behind the scenes that, that go on that even like, yeah. that people like us that are actually working in FD still don't realize a lot of the time. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's just like even just like oh, it all... makes the most sense just to do that. But then you're just like, oh yeah, but this, that, 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 these people, this crew, you know, there's so many different yeah. crews that this are working union. within. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like like FD is just a, it's just compiled of a bunch of different you know sections of people doing their own thing, not doing their own thing, but like you know each department. So getting everybody to work and just 
things work seamlessly, like that's not an easy job. So yeah, it's it is it is truly like amazing how well the show operates, like with everything kind of mm -hmm. put against it. Like, yeah, it, for sure. It's it's definitely like a duck. You know, we're like on the on the. I mean, especially because like the duck was such a superstar in St. Louis. Uh, but like, you know, cool and calm oh, on right. the surface, right? And yeah. then just like paddling like crazy below it. But yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. What, what for you, when you, like, I guess, cause you went right from pro to driving, um, into this role, what was like your big realization or wake up call when you got in there and you're like, oh shit. Okay. Hmm. Um, put, put you on the I don't know. I, I guess the kind of, kind of just what we were <laughs> what we were talking about is just, I didn't realize how many moving parts there were within the series, but then I also didn't realize, you know, you know, I'll say it like back then, you know, it's just like on the team side, it was just like, Oh man, the judges, they don't know what they're talking about. Like the blah, blah, blah. Like it's yeah. easy to, how do I say that in a nice way? Like <laughs> talk smack it's, about it's the judges, but, then yeah. I realized it's like, whoa, like they really do spend a ton of time to make sure, you know, like they're, they're doing their jobs and like doing things fairly. And like, yeah, I guess that's, that's the main thing is just didn't really realize how much goes on behind this or behind the scenes. Um, and you kind of just look at things for, for that face value and don't realize like, okay, there's, there's much, much more beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super easy to to like talk shit on them and be like, oh, they don't know what mm -hmm. they're talking about. And then y same thing, being up there and having the opportunity, at least on my end, to be like, hey, like, can mm -hmm. you clarify that for me? Like, even even I'm still seeing everything. Yeah. I have the same perspective you guys do, and and I'm missing something. And then they're like, oh yeah, just you missed this part right here where he did this thing. And it's like, yeah. oh, and it's honestly, and and the level we're at now, it's 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 mistakes people make within like a foot where like one foot of the distance they're traveling was wrong. Like not that yeah. they're a foot offline. There was one foot of that zone that they didn't fill perfectly. Or and that's I mean, the you know, cause, cause will come down to a bobble, you know, where like, you know, drifting's like you said, like this, this skill and everything has gone so crazy where like the battles have been so close that it'll come down to this little bobble or this little mistake here, which would be the justification for the call. And it's just like, it's not that one driver messed up or did terrible. It's just, that's what the sports become. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah. So yeah. Where, where do you, where do you think this is going? Like where, where can you see the sport in five years? Because that's something that like we have all discussed like a lot, and and I like bringing yeah. up because I have my opinions. Like I I know some guys want to like slow it down and go to smaller tires. I'm the opposite. Give me like the wildest and craziest show. I'd still like a I love because I love Prospect. Absolutely love yeah. it. I I love what it represents and how it operates. But I want to see like unfortunately unlimited budgets ridiculous mm -hmm. tires, insane builds, because to me, you need F1 to have like time attack. Like you, those oh. two things need to happen. So for me, I'm, I'm on the side of, um, taking grip out of the cars, not so much, um, slowing the cars down or whatever, but I just feel like the cars have gotten so gripped up these days that like, 
it's it's not I don't know. It sounds like cliche because everybody said it, but it's not really drifting anymore. It's just drag racing, you know, like drag racing while going go, going sideways. Like if the car, if I'm if I lift off the throttle and the car isn't able to like float or it'll instantly, you know, like start trying to straighten out. Like for me, like dude, the car's too too gripped up. Like that's way too much. And I think that's one of the reasons that's that's causing all of these. Uh, they say collisions or whatever, um, because you, you yeah. it doesn't give the drivers any any room for error. So now those what I, like I was saying before, those little bubbles, it'll come down to that. Maybe not so much in pro, but I do see it in pro spec. Um, it's kind of working against against the drivers um, in that sense. Hmm. Um, at least that's just how or how I feel. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, or uh, or if a lot of the a lot of guys were to just kind of take some grip out of the cars, I think they would do so much better. Um, you know, they're able to keep the the motor and the power band. They're able to run run the wider line and actually stay online versus spending half their run trying to get back on online and making all these corrections because the car is too gripped up and they're fighting the car. I I think we we see some drivers with that though. I, like a Forrest Wang is a great example of like a guy that's traditionally mm. taken a lot of grip out of the car. But I I guess I I know what you mean. Where it's like cool, we love Forrest Wang's driving style. Now yeah. imagine a series where everybody drives like that. Like, could you imagine what that looks like? And arguably, there are series that kind of do that to some extent. Maybe mm. like would you would you do you think that is more of like the Japan like somebody who's been to Japan a lot and judged it like. Is that more of the Japanese style of of finesse driving over over crazy speeds? Right now, for the podcast listeners only, we're offering $5 off each ticket purchased on Formula Drift website by using FD Podcast when you check out. That is FD Podcast. I don't know if you need to capital the FD, but try it either way. So head over to formuladrift.com, pick up the tickets, then enter code FD Podcast, get $5 off all eight events this year. It's our 20th season. Head over. If you're going, save five bucks. Might as well. I say a lot of the Japanese guys are still kind of stuck in the D1 mindset where, you know, you kind of just throw the car super hard with a ton of angle and you, they're not really focusing a lot on line. Um, and that's the part ah. I don't like. Like with drifting for me, <laughs> at least in, in competition sense, it's line has always come first. If you can't put the car where it needs to be or should be, you you really have no no point in trying to drive faster with a ton of angle, like get the car where it needs to go first, then go faster, then throw more, more angle. Then, you know, you can start gripping it up so you can drive harder. But it seems like a lot of guys are kind of going backwards where they're trying to drive as fast as they can and drive as hard as they can first, but they're not focusing on the line side of things where it's like, you know, at least the way FD structure is lines, a huge part of that, you know, or else, you know, why even have the boxes and, you know, the, the zones and all of that? Like, if you're just going to ignore it, you know, if, you, if, if yeah. you're choosing to drive, speed's not a factor anymore. Um, but if you're just trying to drive as fast as you can, then ignore the line, then what are you, like, what are you doing? Why are you competing in it? <laughs> what know? are we here for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's just my opinion, I guess. Yeah. I, I, well, hey, look, I'm, I'm looking for your opinion. Like, yeah, I yeah. want to know. But, and it's it's cool too because we all have such differing opinions on what we think the sport could be or should be mm. or want it to be, um, and and I feel like FD in particular 
evolves what it needs to be as it needs to. Uh, mm. We we and and you lived through this like very close, like the Daigo era era. Mm. That changed the sport definitively. Both the the Achilles, um, yeah. where hey, I had heard a rumor that Daigo got his own like shipment of Achilles, like they came in a separate truck. Is that true, dude? I've I've heard so many like <laughs> conspiracy things, yeah. but. I will say, like, no, all, all the tires like came on the same truck, you know. Okay. There's one one event where like the factory used like this gold wrapping, and then people are like, oh, it's like the gold tires right. or whatever. But it's just like, I don't know. The factory, I swear they're doing it on purpose, like changing up markings just to mess with us. Where we had to like deal with like people like, oh, what are those? What are those? what's that? But <laughs> I no, he did I they had good marketing, so I could see them just doing it to keep hype around the brand. No, he, he he never had his own like shipment. Yeah, they were all like the same. I mean, I personally loaded, you know, all those tires in the containers every okay. time they they got shipped out to the FD events. So <laughs> yeah, that's actually I've I've never heard that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's good to know that like there was no like secret container. I I I've, I really want to remember who told me that. That's the first time I heard that, but there was a lot of talk. Um yeah, but that's that's about all I'm probably going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we'll move we'll move on. I mean, it would have been it would it must have been cool being around in that era. Although, based on like I guess how new you were to drifting at that time, you may not have understood to the same degree of like what was going on. Like I'm sure you knew. I, I, You're like, oh, this guy's here dominating. I definitely knew what was going on with the tires. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll, no comment on that. <laughs> okay, okay. I meant, I meant more like I wasn't sure if you're aware of like how dominant, you know, Daigo was oh, at for that sure. time. I mean, that, like, that, oh. yeah, you know that that's what basically I feel started the horsepower and grip war. You know, after that, yeah, because I mean, like pre Daigo, what your average horsepower car was like six hundred maybe. Like that was like a yeah. high, high-ish horsepower, four, 600, 700 horsepower. Four to six, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Daigo comes out with super grippy Achilles, one, two, three S's, 1,200 horsepower, and just running everybody's doors. And I mean, like a difference in, in driving style as well. But mm-hmm. I think that did kind of just jumpstart the the whole grip and, and horsepower war. Um, and then now yeah. it's just kind of evolved into what it is today. Where do you think we're we're kind of at the point now where these tires like just just can't keep up with what we're what we're putting them through? Um, I mean, possibly even the cars too. I mean, like the the drivetrain. I think the tires have, have gotten so good these days. You know, even your, I don't want to say lower end tire, but yeah, the. Any any race compound is gonna be pretty good, um, so yeah. Like now, I think it's starting to break everything in the drivetrain. Um, yeah. So now these cars, like, it's just like kind of like going back and forth, back and forth. Like, all right, cool. Now we got the car to be able to handle this much grip. Now, how do we dial in more grip? All right, mm-hmm. now we have a ton of grip. Now let's add more power, and then it's like just like a cycle, and it just kind of evolved into what it what is what what it's at today. Um, 
Hmm. But yeah, I definitely think we could kind of just tame that out <laughs> a little bit. I think the driving would be much, much better if we could kind of just get these cards to float a little bit. Yeah. Any uh, any thoughts on your end of of getting back behind the wheel and like, I, would you ever get back into competition uh, like, level drifting or? Um, I mean, like uh, everybody asks me that or ask the same question. I'm not against it. It's just, I guess this like, I was never really, I never really started drifting competitively like with the aim to do FD. It was just kind mm. of the the way things played out. I was able to have that opportunity with Achilles where like they kind of presented that or it was never even really like a thought to me. Ah, okay. Then it was kind of like, okay, now I'd be kind of stupid if I turned that opportunity down. And like, I know I'd be kicking myself 10 years down the line, like, damn, I should have done it, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of a thing of like, all right, yeah, you know, like now it's feasible, you know, I'll, I'll do it just, you know, for the opportunity. So I don't know. I'd rather just kind of drift, drift and drive for fun now. Um, and just help out what I can grow the sport. But other than that, I don't really have any sort of drive, I guess, to like run my own program again and, and drift competitively. Uh, maybe like a fun competition, like Jeff yeah, Jones, like hot pit or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, I, it, it's been interesting talking to these guys who are top of their game. And I know you see it where it's everything. Like yeah. to be at that level, like there is nothing else that matters. Like as shitty as oh, it yeah. sounds I mean, in a lot of cases, like friend, friends don't matter. Family functions don't matter. Sleep doesn't matter. Like well, that's you're the just thing. there. Like, dude, it it, it took over my life. Um, those two years that I was doing it, it's just, that's all it was. And spending everything I didn't have just to get to the next event, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah. it's, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to say I had the opportunity to do it, but it's not really like a, a huge thing for me, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. you, and you had, you know, you had good, good backing, you know, coming with, with boost brigade, Achilles, mm -hmm. um, Gretty yeah, to, to Gretty, some extent. Sparko, yeah. Uh, and HPS. Like, I mean, there's just tons of, tons of support that I had that yeah, I'm, I'm grateful it, for. You yeah. had Essa as a spotter, like, mm -hmm. like uh, argue, like you had a, a very, yeah. uh, you had a, a great program That's, also like, Yeah. I was definitely fortunate for all that that help that I got. Um, a lot of people aren't able to to have even a, a piece of that. So I definitely mm. know that like I, I was fortunate for all of that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I I want to make sure that like you're kind of taking some credit. It's very easy to be be humble about it. Like you, I I was there. I don't know if you knew this, but like I was there mm. while you were driving. So like I, 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 see I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I was working with Riley Sexsmith at the time. Oh, that's so, right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I, I think you guys battled one time. I remember, I remember you and like Brutsky and Orlando having like a weird thing. Oh, you like blew yeah. a trans up, but he like dumped it in the wall and like that, it was, that was, it was uh, wild. That was an interesting battle. Yeah. Like we still joke about it to this day. Like, hey man, we we need to uh, we need to finish our battle. We never got to finish <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean, they they. There was a result. I ended up moving on, but it was like, man, yeah. I don't want to win like that. You know, it's more just a, a technicality. Yeah. But I, I mean, you, you still put in the effort and the time and the, the sweat and the tears. And like you said, the money you, you probably didn't have at the time. Oh, uh, definitely didn't have. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like that. 
like the the finances around drifting, I think is is something that I would like people to be op- more open about. And I understand why they're not. Like I'll never mm. force someone to be like, you should tell people what you spent on this thing. But like, I I don't know if it's like out of embarrassment or like what it is. Like a lot of people don't talk about how like there mm. there are guys who don't drive anymore. I won't yeah. name names who I've talked to are like, no, I was financially ruined for years to try and do this Uh-oh. one thing. Oh, definitely. It's, it's definitely easy to, you know, cause I mean, I, I was just talking to literal about this at uh hot pit, <laughs> you know, like, um, cause the homie Jason, he blew the turbo and he's like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, borrow someone's turbo and then risk, you know, messing that one up. But it's like, you, you get to a point where like you put in all this time and money already that like when things are going to happen, things are going to break, expenses are going to yeah. come up where you, you kind of have to decide like, okay, am I just going to cut myself off now? Or does it get to a point where you're just like, all right, what's another expense? You know, swipe it. What's another thousand dollars? Yeah. I already came this far. Like I'm not going to just give up now. It's like, I'm going to figure out how to do it. So you end up digging yourself into like this huge hole and it sucks, but that's kind of just the name of the game. So yeah. Yeah. Gotta, it's got to just deal with that. Yeah, I mean, we've deal. all, we've all been there. I mean, I, I like financially ruined myself in my early twenties yep. too. So like we've, we've all done. I it. mean, even, even like not even doing it competitively, just drifting for fun. Yeah. You know, you just did. I, mean, <laughs> I was just talking like me and Robbie talk about this all the time. Drifting is so stupid. You spend all this time, <laughs> all this money just to throw your car into a wall, break it, whatever. You spend all this money on tires that last two laps, three laps or whatever. And you just keep repeating this cycle. It's like, dude, why are we doing this? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, there's something, it's, <laughs> something about it that keeps us going. It's super hard to explain too. Cause like until you've, gone until you've been unless you like have seen it in person or gone for a ride along like it doesn't make sense yeah and i've 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 like converted people i've seen it happen in in uh, real time right and it's it's give, a great give them a ride along and yeah yeah and you're, and you're just like like my cousin's a great example like he's he he really like no interest in racing whatsoever maybe a little bit uh, of nascar here and there kind of thing and i i took him to the track in like my beat this shit old thunderbird and hell yeah we turned like one lap and he just, he was, that was it. Committed. <laughs> got the bug. I'm, I want it. Did, I want he's to like, it. He's like, every track weekend you go to, you tell me, I'll be there. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll wrench with you. I'll do whatever you need to do. Oh. He's like, I'll probably never own a car, but I will be at every event that you go and drive at no matter what. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, once, and it's true. Once you experience it, man, it's, it'll get you. It's got to, yeah. <laughs> you got to be smart, I guess. Yeah. I think you just. I don't know. You gotta you gotta know when when enough is enough. But it's super easy just yeah. to be like, yeah, what's another thousand bucks, right? Like I'm already oh, yeah. I'm already ten grand in the hole. Like what's another oh, grand, yeah. right? Deal. Uh, tomorrow's uh, credit card statement is tomorrow's problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I dude, I joke about that all the time. I'll like something will happen. I'll be like, man, me from last week was an asshole for putting me now into this problem. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of uh, how it goes, man. Yeah, yeah. we all deal with it. Yeah. What do you what are you driving now? You've you've got uh just one car right now? Um, so I, I pretty much sold all I had a like just fun practice car. We had like stock S thirteens, stock K S thirteens. Uh the champagne one? Yeah, champagne campaign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few buddies and I, we all just got stock K cars and 
just ripped them around for a couple events and then they got all it takes is just one person oh want more power and just kind of ruins ruins it yeah so they ended up selling theirs and then i was the only one left with a, a low horsepower car and that's not fun like if you don't have anybody to drive <laughs> like like it'll it's the most fun you'll ever have driving only if you have other people to drive with other than that yeah. like if you're the only one with low power you're just you're driving, just driving by, by yourself, yourself. By yeah exactly yeah yeah um so now i just have my my daily which is is 300 that one's all stock just wheels body kit and a wrap or whatever um and then I traded my Pro 2 chassis for a JZX90, kind of just chassis for chassis. Okay. So, I mean, I'm trying to get that one ready for Laguna sake of grid life. Um, I, I don't want to miss a chance to, to drift that track, you know. So yeah. I, I have the old motor from the Pro 2 car, the 1,000 horsepower JZ, built JZ. Um, I just got a Samsonis from ESSA. So I'm going to throw those in. I still have the Ross dry sump. I'm still, that may not go on before um, grid life just because. It's a lot of work. At the time, yeah. I just need to get yeah. the car running and make sure I actually make the event. And then later on, I'll, I'll pull the motor and uh, get that going. Um, but yeah, the main thing right now is just, I guess, the JZX90. That's kind of my main priority. Yeah. Nice. That's good. I I, I do love those cars. Oh, yeah. It's probably Something one of the, the best <clears throat> driving cars I've ever ever driven you know i love s really? but yeah after i drove uh jzx90 at ebisu like that was sold on it like knew i just like one day i'm getting one i have to figure out a way is that is driving there like a holy experience like is it is it i've, I've heard people talk about it like i get the feeling with like irwindale like being in irwindale mm. there's something about that event that just feels different it's so hard to explain yeah. But I've I've heard a lot of people talk about Ebizu the it, same it, way. It is it is different. Um, I'm trying to think of how I could explain that. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah, you know, just everything that surrounds just the vibe. You know, like being at in Japan drifting is just one part of it. But then you also have being like at Ebizu, there's multiple different courses that you can drive and it's just more just kind of like a chill carefree environment um that like dude i've learned the most driving out there um just i guess you're you're not there's no pressure you know and mm. it's just having fun especially if you have somebody to drive with um so one of the times i learned the most i just met this australian dude is uh robbie was actually uh judging uh, at uh, Minami, yeah, I think it was. Or no, no, I think it was Minami. Uh, one, one, one of the other courses. So he let me drive his car, and I was just out there for for the event to have fun. He, he towed out his car. I met this dude from Australia. We we're up at North Course, and no lie, just the entire day, just swapping lead chase, lead chase, lead chase, just running laps, just hot lapping, and like when you're able to kind of like just do that over and over and over. And then it's like, okay, this next lap, like the last one I messed up on this, let me try and what if I like, what happens if I do this? Or what happens if I do that? Oh, that didn't work. So you, you kind of, you're able to develop your skills and try out different things and just grow like super quick. You know, you'll learn so much in one day just by doing that. And, and, you know, just by having somebody to drive up against that's consistent and you, you're not constantly, trying to relearn 20 different drivers or what they're doing. And you kind of like approaching with caution. It's like, okay, I know what this guy's doing after a few laps. So it's like, 
now I don't need to focus on what is this guy going to do? I'm, I can focus on like, hey, let me try out different things. Um, uh, that's kind of kind of the main thing, I guess. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. It, yeah. You just, it gives you that freedom and, and confidence and the lack yeah, of pressure. And is, it's just, is, yeah, exactly. It's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It, it really is. Like it, you just kind of have to experience for yourself for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so in Japan, uh, if you're going to get one vending machine drink and one convenience store Ooh. snack, what are you walking away with? Oh, that's a hard choice, dude. I'm so indecisive <laughs> when it comes to that. Like, ask Robbie, man. I'll, I'm always, you know, we'll, we'll drive, um, you know, we have like the umbrella girls, the FD girls, and then like Kenny and Robbie, we always ride to the track. We'll stop at the convenience store in the morning. I'm always the last one to get in the, get in the van. <laughs> And it's and it's not by choice because it's like I'll look over and they're already walking out the door and I'm still browsing like oh damn all right I gotta you know wrap it up um, let's see vending machine I don't know there's so many good coffees out there um, okay oh man you're putting me on the spot with I know because you, you got to break it down by like coffee or like tea or whatever I, you can really you can talk to me mood. coffee we can we can go coffee that's that's my that's um, my that's my zone so dude that's a tough choice i don't know if I could, <laughs> i'm always getting something different yeah okay there's some been sort one of that like it's gonna be some sort surprise of is there been one that like surprised you you're like oh like shit they put turmeric in this like that's different <laughs> Not, not really. I'm always down. Like that's the thing is, I always try. If there's, if I see something that I haven't tried yet, like I want to try it. I'm always okay. trying to like try out something different. Um, so I don't really stick with, like, that's, oh, this that's my go-to. It's okay. more of like, hey, is there anything I haven't tried yet? Like, if there is, uh, then that's what I'll go for. All right, so we're we're very similar that in that regard. No, no, yeah. that's that's good to know. That's that's how I am too. Where I'm like, I've had you had it had it. Yeah. That's new. That's the one I'm gonna go and. A lot of it, like you get burned, but like yeah, yeah. that's you, the thing. You but, also, yeah. I mean, but and they're so small that it's like, all right, if it tastes like crap, like whatever, I'll still drink it. But I just know yeah. for next time. Um, <laughs> convenience store snack. Mm. We talking about in the morning, at night, or, uh, or? yeah, uh, yeah, that's a big difference, right? It is. Um, um, that's we can start in the morning. All right, morning go to is the egg sandwich. Can't go wrong yeah. with that. Or like, you know, like the combo egg and uh, they have like the cutlet one. Um, okay. Like but, a pork cutlet? Yeah, it's like a cutlet. Because they'll have like the combo. They'll have the egg sandwich and then like a like a pork cutlet or something. Um, okay. There's always different hmm. ones too. Yeah. And if I see one that I haven't had, same thing. I'll, I'll try <laughs> it. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the go-to, I guess, in the mornings. At night, okay. we're, me and Robbie are usually getting some sort of ice cream. <laughs> interesting yeah are you, yeah are you, are you still like a a bit like obviously like with ice creams are you still a big fan of the uh for real uh oh, yeah. make your own milkshakes i haven't got those in a while i did see i was up in vancouver a few weeks ago um saw about like one of the machines are like for real setups like for the first time in a long time like kind of kind of got happy about that but, <laughs> yeah i'm always down for I a milkshake dude I remember when they came out, I was like, this is, this is life altering. Like I can just have a milk, like, and they're yeah. all over Canada. So I'm like, I yep. can just have a milkshake whenever I feel like it. Dude, it's, it's funny. So one of the homies that was helping me out with tire changing, like, cause that was kind of a big thing with the Kaylee's, like the for real milkshakes or whatever. And yeah, 
this one time he like goes into I forget where we were. I think we were at like a Waffle House, but he had to like go grab some cigarettes or something at the at the gas station. He comes out with this bag, like huge grin on his face and like like just so proud of himself. And he had like a bag full of the for real milkshakes, but he didn't know you had to put it in the machine. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just like, dude, you know, you got, you got it's like, useless. Eating, yeah. It's like basically useless. So we had to, we all like went back over and, and like made them or whatever, but it was just like funny as hell, man. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Are you, uh, okay. So, so great burger debate. I know you're, I know you mm. enjoy trying things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony's five guys or TK's? I don't even know what Tony's is. I'm assuming oh. TK, you're talking about like Huntington beach, uh, yeah. Newport beach TK. Ooh, I'm, I'm surprised you know about that. That's a, uh, that's a deep cut. Yeah. I don't know what Tony's is. Where's oh, okay. That? Uh, that was another long beach one that I think appeared Tony's. at some point in your, in your feed. I don't, I don't know. I'll bring, um, I'll find, I'll find it for you and send it yeah. back. I'll, I'll bring back some memories. I mean, I would say if anything, smash burgers at good time would top all okay. of those. But out of those three, I'd go with the uh, TK probably. Yeah. You're, T- you're, TK's you're a like good vibe. super beholden to good times, man. I'm going to have to go Dude, there. That's, that's the spot, man. Like, yeah? I don't know. Just the, the vibe there is, it's solid. You know, people it looks, cool it looks hell. cool. I mean, yeah. they, they do like all sites, like all types of event, um, events there. And we actually did like a cars and coffee a few weeks ago, or maybe, maybe a couple of months ago. It's hard to keep Damn. track of time these days, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a good time, man. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm, and there, is that in Long Beach as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Long Beach. It's probably about 10, 10 minutes from the venue. Um, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I might have to close. try and make a, I got, I got, I'm, I'm coming down obviously like for Irwindale, but then I'm sticking around to, to yeah. head up to Laguna after. So okay. I have like a whole kind of week to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. So I might hit you up for some spots. Dude. Hell yeah. Dude. Let me know. Yeah. Oop. Yeah. I'm always down for good, good food, good coffee, good coffee. I mean, it's, it's been funny now. Like now, the more I've talked about it, like people are like, oh, when you're here, you have to go to this place. You have to go to that yeah. place. And I'm like, so I've, I'm, I'm going to make like a whole just Google maps of like, all the coffee stops I need to go to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing, at least for me with Good Time, is like at the beginning of the year, like I said, I stopped um, working at Gretty. So then I started studying, like, you know, doing all the pilot stuff and studying all the book work. So it's yeah, kind of just a spot to study, but they ended up, you know, like, dude, that's probably one of the only spots you could get coffee, food, beer, wine, yeah. ice cream. Like, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got everything. <laughs> You know, they always got good music going on. So, yeah. Can I, can I ask? I, I wasn't aware that you you had left Greddy. Can I ask? Like, you you talked about going mm-hmm. into commercial pilot, but like, yeah. Can I ask why? That's a that's a bold move. Um, let's see. It it was just kind of time. I don't know. For me, I just kind of felt like I was in a stagnant place. I guess you know, like yeah. I, I, I was kind of needed to change up and I guess yeah. for more personal reasons um just That's to keep fair. moving you know feel like I, I keep progressing yeah like I said I just felt stagnant so is there is there something act ready that you helped develop that you're you still kind of like point to where you're like hey see that I helped make that 
like, dude, I've I've worked on so much over the years that like, I guess I'm kind of jaded with that as well. Um, yeah, you know, like countless numbers of exhausts, like turbo kits, intercoolers, like all types of stuff. Towards the end, I was doing a lot of CAD design and small part stuff. Um, yeah, it kind of just became the normal it thing, all, I guess. All blurs. Yeah. Um, Any. Any plans to get back into uh, photography full time? I mean, your your Instagram feed is littered with some some banger shots. It's photography was never really, you know, like I I, I kind of got into it quite a bit, but it was never really like a career path. It's just more of like a hobby and like something I did on the side and just yeah to have fun and be creative or whatever and just feel like if you were to make that into work it kind of takes the fun out of it um, can confirm <laughs> yeah so just have just, done does that <laughs> yeah i just you know kind of wanted to keep it for what it was and you know still enjoy it when i when i can yeah what, what are you still rocking for for gear i think i know we talked a little bit before the show about it but i know you've got a, um, i know you've got a canon um, so i mean yeah i have an old 5d mark ii um ooh, i have one of those right there yeah, mine's uh, just, uh, yeah. sitting right here. But nice. My I I moved over to Sony's man. Like I, uh, yeah. Like so, I, right now I got a, a Sony A seven R two. That's like ooh. my favorite. Yeah, because I mean, dude, you could throw a fifty mil on there and just crop it and doesn't yeah lose any any quality. So great low light, yeah. um, awesome variable frame rate stuff. Yeah. Like, and know, I mean, I I got it cheap. I definitely like something newer, but. You know, that's not, there's other things that I would invest my money into <laughs> first before that. Like I said, it's just for fun and I, I got it for a deal. So, yeah. Yeah. The Sony, Sony stuff. I'm still a weird Panasonic guy. Um, okay. But if, if I was going to make a swap, it'd be over to Sony's. I've always just personally found that like, uh, like they look, their blacks are like incredible. Like a, yeah. a Sony cameras, blacks and whites are like incredible. But uh, I don't know. I just, I always feel like they, they look the same. Same thing with Canon's though. Like the skin, you'll always see like a perfect skin tone with a Canon, but yeah. then you get like the weird shit where it's like, you know, the Panasonic or the Nikon and you're like, Ooh, hang on. This looks different. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know if I'm getting I haven't really tried anything else, I guess. Yeah. It's just more of like whatever I could get is yeah. what I used. Um, like I've never really been like diehard, like this <laughs> or that. And it's just, Hey, I could get this cheap. It's good. Cool. I'll use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, there's, there's, uh, that's fairly liberating too. Um, just cause it's like, you're not beholden to, you're like, I'm just here to, to make, take photos. I don't care what I'm doing. Yeah. That's, it. yeah. That's what I, I mean. That's kind of like the approach I take with everything. I mean, just whatever I can get and use that works, like oh, I'll, I'll make it work. So, yeah. Um, so for a guy who is constantly listening to music, what is your, what is your current jam right now? Like every time I see you, it's all, you always have headphones in. Always. Um, always. dude, it, it's, there's not like, it's the same thing with, um, like the, the snacks, dude. Like it's something new. Every day is something different. Um, do you I just like something new? Go on Spotify and just like random shuffle. Like, is there that or like you know, like one of my other homies, Rithy, He's he's real big into music too. Um, ah. He's probably the only other person that I know that has more minutes on Spotify than me. You know, they do like the end of year. Um, yeah, thing. man, I want to see those stats. He was the only person that like 
and he killed me, you know. So this year, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to beat him. That's, that's my goal. That's how I like, dude, always. So, um, but yeah, huh. dude, just whatever sounds cool. What, like, is there something, to. is there an artist right now that like anybody listening at home that like, you're like, shit, like this, this person's not getting any play or like you've stumbled on recently that you're like, this is, this is something, I don't know, something that struck you. Like I come from like a lot of metal and punk mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So for me, like, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. Not a lot of people yeah. are going to fall into, to my end, but. It's hard to say because like, dude, anybody that knows me and like knows my music taste, like, dude, it's so broad that like, yeah, it's more of like, I can suggest music for so many different types of people based off what, okay, what, what kind of music you listen to? Okay, cool. You should check this out. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Kind of narrow it down that way. But. I kind of need to get a feel of like, you know, what, what, All right. what they're, they're, they're into, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I do. I do venture into like metal or punk at all. Is that um, when I was younger, not, not so much anymore, but okay. you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. It's yeah. just for me, like, I guess personally what I'm listening to really just depends on what I'm feeling that day, I guess, you know, what's fitting the, fitting the vibe. So, yeah. Hmm. Do you build out like playlists and stuff for, for days where you're like, this is, um, I don't know if you're like a custom playlist person or. It, it, it depends. Yeah. I mean, I got all, all types of playlists, but <laughs> the only time I'll really like build out like a playlist for something is more just like on the plane. Uh, uh, so I can download it and, you know, don't have to deal with um, like plain Wi-Fi or whatever. So it's like, at yeah. least I'll have some, some music for the plane. Yeah. Are you, are you primarily listening to, to music when you're flying or do you do the movie or book thing or? Um, so the way it goes, like I'll, I'll have, you know, charged AirPods when I leave the house in the morning and I'll be listening to music all throughout the airport. You know, when I'm checking in, waiting at the gate, grabbing drinks, whatever, get on the plane. And then once the AirPods like die or like, you know, <laughs> gives that little like tone then I'll yeah. put, put them away, watch a movie. Once the movie's done, then back to the music. <laughs> yeah. What what gener what generation of AirPods do you have? Um, they're the Pro Gen twos, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm always curious, like what I I'm not a an audiophile, but I'm always curious people's selection. I I yeah. I'm all Android, so I go Samsung no, yeah, with yeah. everything. Although I am cursing my Samsung <laughs> monitor right now, but as a whole oh, yeah. other can of worms. Could be a, a Mac display. I'm sure it would have its own issues, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're just convenient, I guess. I mean, I think it's yeah. that's with anything, you know. Like, if you have a Samsung phone, you're gonna stick with the and- or the Samsung stuff just because they're, you know, the seamless works. integration stuff. So, yeah. So, what do you what do you got coming up? Like, what's what's the next couple of months look like for you? Um, we've got this will be coming out right before Seattle. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, so this- next week leaving for Seattle. Um, I just booked the next Japan flight. So basically do Seattle. I'll get back that Sunday and then Tuesday, that Tuesday, um, heading, heading back out to Japan. Yeah. Jesus. And then actually let me, that's wild. Yeah. So Japan, then home for, is that one, two, 
three weeks and then out to Damn. to Utah. Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's, of, that's, that's, I that's think that's nice. the longest break so far. Yeah. Wow. The, after uh, after this last Japan trip. I think this is going to be my last, um, at least for judging, uh, okay. to Japan. Because I think Lantane is going to do the final round for FD Japan at Okayama. Okay. So if he doesn't, for some reason, make it to that, then I'll fill in. But I think the plan right now is for him to to do that last one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. That's a, that's a ton of travel. Yeah. Um, and those flights are not short. <laughs> Definitely not. But I mean, it's, it's I didn't think I would get used to them. But now it's kind of like once you accept it and kind of know how it goes, it kind of just becomes the norm. Where it's like, you know, the first couple of times you're just like, oh, you know, starting to get like jittery and like, yo, I need to get out of this plane. But mm. now you already know what to expect. So once you kind of just accept that, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've only done, my longest flights have just been to Europe and I've got mm-hmm. Germany coming up right after Seattle. And I'm like, Germany. Iron Drift King, pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to do a, do a Euro trip next year. Yeah, we're actually just talking about that at the coffee shop today. If you, dude, if you can, honestly, ice drifting in Norway, that is that is the bucket list. Um, I was very lucky yeah. to do that this year and it was it was just like I'd been ice drifting before and I'd been to Norway before, but doing both of those things was just, just incredible. I was like, holy that, shit, like this is, this is it. I'm here. That I'm doing looks the thing. like pretty awesome for sure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've seen like, um, as most videos, like jump in the Supras, like, dude, yeah, it, it is insane. true, man. That's how they drive. Like it's, 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 it's nuts how much grip it looks like those cars have. Like mm-hmm. it, it kind of doesn't make sense, but with the studded tires, I guess, you know, yeah, big studs. Yeah. They're all NA Supras too. Like they're not they're not making a ton of jam, but like yeah. you don't you don't need to. You really yeah. don't. Yeah. That's that's, that's definitely yeah, Japan's on on my bucket list. Any anything like left to check off the the drifting list? Drifting. Like I want to I want to go down to like um the Like I want to do United- like Gatbill and like all those types of events, like the Europe yeah. stuff, but yeah, other than that, like US and Japan, I guess I've you got it covered kind pretty of, good. Yeah, I kind of yeah, kind of just used to it now. Yeah. I think I think doing the Middle East, going to one of those is mm. that's that's up there too. Just to just to experience yeah. it. Actually, yeah, like just Middle to East, be there. That'd be dope. They get yeah. they get rowdy out there, man. Like they're, yeah. they're always seems like they're always just trying to blow up their cars, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anti lag and they're like just smashing limiter. Yeah. Have you seen those nuts. like the the dune racing they do, like the dune hill climbs, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, dude, I send those videos to the homies all the time. Ah, it's like two thousand horsepower twin turbo V eights yep. with like open turbos, just sucking yep. in sand, and they're like, "Yep, cool, one dude, run." And like, new they're like up the hill, and there's like a crowd of people, and like they're not letting <laughs> off; they're just like go right through those dudes. I know it's like the old Group yeah. B rally days, where like the spectators are part of the sport, like they're just moving pylons. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do it. I think, yeah, it's, it, it, we, we got to, somebody's got to make like the ultimate drifting bucket list where it's like, here are all the big events like over, a, like across the world. Yeah. Like hit you these, like hit. just boom, hit this route and the ultimate Yeah. Like, drift, people, like what people tour. do with like, like with Route 66, but it's just for yeah. drifting. Like, cool. If you plan your entire you year around off this. The, the sticker for each one you yeah. go to and everything. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like an advent calendar or something just yep. for drifting. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll try and like plan that out for next year. I'm not going to do it. I don't have that. Like, not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not making that, that much real, money on the podcast. real expensive. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, travel's we'll, not cheap. We, we'll like pitch it to like the Discovery Channel or like Moto Trend or something and like, hey, so, it's like, some, it's someone one will pay year. for it. <laughs> someone will pay for it. That's it. That's Yo, if you find <laughs> someone, let me know. <laughs> Dude, uh, dude, we this is this is a co-idea at this point. I think it's yeah. you and I. We travel, just, we, <laughs> travel on someone else's someone else's dime. That's that's the dream right there. That's the dream, right? Like, yeah, it's all this stuff sounds great until you got to pay for it. But yeah. hey, what's like what's another thousand dollars, right? There you go. <laughs> Sick. Well, I'm uh, I'm stoked we got to do this, man. I uh, yeah, I do. I'm gonna try not to bug you guys too much in the booth anymore. Anytime you have questions. No yeah. worries, but I think I've, things are going I, I down. Found, yeah. yeah, back the fuck up. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's been good. You like everyone's been very welcoming. Um, I'm I'm trying to find time to spend like at least half a day with every part of what's going on there. Like you said, all the mm-hmm. different things. Like I got to shadow Lorette for a day. I've I've kind of hung out with production for a little bit. I've you know spent some time with the camera guys. Like yeah. trying to like truly grasp every moving part. So, um, it's, it's a lot, man. It's, it's a lot, but no, I, I, I really appreciate obviously like you coming on here, but like what you do, the transparency, um, that we're getting out of both this and then, you know, hopefully what we're able to, to produce moving forward. I'm I'm definitely, you know, like what we talked about, I'm hoping, like you said, can't promise anything, but hoping in sometime in the future we can start, elaborating on a lot of these calls and getting more in depth on, on the back end of things, I guess. I think everybody seems to be on board with it. It's just, it's just the logistics and, and that's it. Like, I think we, we came to a couple of really good ideas at the end of St. Louis and maybe it's a try and, and make a, a a demo version of that in Seattle to maybe have it ready for proof proof of concept or or something. Yeah. 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 I think we need to. And I, and I mean, I've, without you know breaking the fourth wall like for anybody listening if you guys have an idea of uh even if it's a show that already exists in a different sport would they break down this information like i look i watch a lot of f1 so like i look at that and like how do they do yeah. it how do they produce these shows like they're they're kind of the the pinnacle of motorsports yeah, media sure. so you know why can't we not steal but like take inspiration from what they're doing and then just oh, give 100%. it the fd flair right like but then yeah, i mean so. and that's the thing is it Drifting is so different than any other motorsport too. So I know. It's like trying to implement, like there are like some cool ideas, but you can't necessarily always like translate that directly <sighs> over. Like I know. it's got to be adapted like there's, somehow. There's no like post show for figure skating judges, is there? Yeah. Like <laughs> not that I, but right? I, mean, I, I don't. I don't follow figure skating, so I, no, you don't. <laughs> not, but, not much. But like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know of I don't know of a judge sport where like they have a post event explanation of why yeah. they judge things the way they do. So it's it's hard to it's hard to develop a a mm-hmm. way of making it happen. So I don't know. We'll figure something out. We need to. I, I think we. I think I think there's enough super nerds out there like us that would love that would love that right. Like I I don't know about you, but if we weren't doing this, we weren't in the jobs we were doing. Like I would still be looking for a show like that where I could, mm. I could get those explanations. Yeah. So no, for sure. There, there's, I, th- I mean, you see it a lot in the chat too, you know, like yeah. there, there's people that are pretty passionate about drifting. Oh so yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you, 
think you're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. But cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'll uh I'll let you get back to your night. I appreciate it. Um thank you. I'm glad appreciate we got the you. internet stuff all figured out. We'll 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 have, <laughs> yeah. a, we'll have another halfway, show. It's all halfway good. through. Ah, it's all good. It happens, man. Like I said, there's there's been worse there's been worse ones. Dude, uh, Chelsea's internet was brutal. There's like a uh, storm going on in Florida oh, during sh- his call. Yeah, his light fell down halfway through the show. It was, it was amazing. Oh, shit. Yeah, so sick. Um, oh, cool, cool. Man. And for thanks for having yeah, me. Thank you. Uh, and for everybody watching at home, thank you. Uh, if you are listening, definitely at least check out the YouTube section uh, that we we kind of go through that because that just that view even for a minute or so is is so massive. So cool, cool man. Thank you.